0: well after a long goddamn time it feels nice to say this is democracy podcast where we talk shit about the shit that happened this week mostly in pop culture but i'm actually joined by my good friend lauren doyle who's going to be helping me out moving forward with the democracy podcast yay (laughs) that's me That's so much better than the one we had before (laughs) but yeah let's just jump into some nerd stuff what do you say Hey, it sounds good. Fuck yeah. Nerd. All right, so it's been a while since I've I've done an episode of this. It's been a while since I've done a podcast. I think it's been like a year. It's been literally forever for me. Yeah. Well, we have a new co-host, Lauren Doyle. He's gonna Hi. talk going to talk some nerd shit with us. That's all I
1: talk is nerd shit.
0: Yeah, no, no politics for a while. It's just going to be... I don't know enough about politics to really be a having a good informed opinion well apparently i who knows tons about politics know nothing about politics based on the class i taught today i mean yeah maybe the level of knowledge doesn't matter clearly me as a phd it didn't help (laughs) i mean once once you get out in the world isn't
1: everybody's opinion really weighted the same no matter how many pieces of paper you have it's the beauty of
0: post-structuralism man all opinions are valid doesn't matter how crazy they are yeah those words mean something to me (laughs) Sorry, I'll try not to talk about post structuralism. Those words. <laughs> it's the death of objectivity. Okay. Everything I, is subjective. I do actually recognize that word. Yeah, that's that's what it's about. Everything is created and it's it's depending on who you ask, the purpose is different. Some people it's power. Other people it's sex. <laughs> Money, drugs, rock and roll. Exactly. There you go. Robert California. Everything is sex. <laughs> I mean it could be. If according to him and Freud, it is, but we're, we're we're rearing off track.
1: Freud, Freud, it's about it's dicks. <laughs> Let's be real, it's not sex, it's just dicks. And yeah. Your mom or your dad is isn't according to Freud your dad is your mom. Um, no, um, I, don't, I don't think he's like I don't know. This is care. literal shit. Like I don't know at all. <laughs> You're
0: just, just this is my approximation of Freud. That's your, yeah. your mom. Yep, sure, could make sense. Your girlfriend, your dog, everything is sex. Lauren Doyle. <laughs> PHRD. But anyways, yeah, it's been a while since since we've done episodes, so I thought, like, why not jump into something really general and fun to kind of get the gears moving again? Because, you know, it's a Star Wars year. It is. Episode I, nine is coming out sometime this year. Yeah,
1: I'm surprised I was surprised when I found out that they that it was this year. I don't mean I knew it was this year, but I didn't really wrap my head around it. But I saw that they just finished filming. Uh they just wrapped a little while ago and uh I've seen pictures from the wrap but nothing actual content-wise. Yeah, no footage. No, like we haven't even got a title yet. No, that's true. I didn't even realize that. You I thought they I thought it was like a year out that they always released a title or something.
0: Yeah, this this time there's there's nothing. I'm, you know, it's effective cuz I mean weirdly like we're used to seeing everything and like consuming everything and it's interesting cuz like I feel this, I think we've talked about this before with Game of Thrones, where I want content, Mm -hmm. and there's been no content. Yeah. But in some ways, the fact that there is no content has been just as effective as there being content.
1: It's true. Seeing the first teaser for Game of Thrones got me incredibly hyped. I am super excited to see what happens, but I also don't want to see anything until that first episode airs.
0: Yeah, and like the Avengers thing is kind of the same way. Like, we didn't find out the actual title of this movie until a month ago, which was about, what, four months before the movie's supposed to come out? Yeah, it's end of April. Yeah, so the less is more approach is somehow actually working. It feels like maybe they're doing that with Star Wars as well this time around.
1: I mean, hopefully, I've expressed this st- opinion to you before, Asif, but for anybody listening, I do not have faith in J.J. Abrams. I did, looking back on The Force Awakens, I did not. Really like it. So I'm really worried that he's just going to make an incredibly safe Star Wars movie. And I don't want that.
0: Well, see, the interesting thing is, I've I've spoken about this before with people and on this thing, that I very much enjoyed The Force Awakens, but it very much was because it stroked my nostalgia. It was the first movie over again, except update. And there was was those, although the throwbacks I didn't really like, like the the, the hollow chess I didn't think needed to happen or anything like that. But like, to me it was just an enjoyable film enjoyable movie i should say perhaps film is giving it a little too much credit cuz way too much but it was it was it was thoroughly enjoyable and so for me like jj can make a spectacle out of a movie and he has a way of doing like he did t- the star trek for crying out loud that's true i loved the first star trek like
1: the first remake star trek i thought it was fantastic but having seen what he already can do with star wars my hopes aren't high because i was a big fan of the last jedi the stuff that i liked i loved stuff that i didn't like i hated but i'll take it because it was different it was new it was somebody taking a fresh take on an old story uh, something that's people seem afraid to do something different with and ryan johnson did something different with it and i like that
0: yeah i've always said it took some balls to do that I mean, when it comes to, like, these big franchises, the idea is you always want to play it safe. You know, because you're always thinking of the next episode. And even though they're saying this is the last of this trilogy, well, there'll be another trilogy afterwards. And, you know, it's Disney. They they know what they have, and they're going to do something with it. And, yeah, I, I think kind of everyone's of the same opinion when it comes to The Last Jedi. What worked, like, if you divide it into the three storylines, Rey, Finn, Poe like Ray, obviously her storyline was incredible that's where the thought was put and the other two were just kind of shoehorned in so they have something to do
1: yeah and not to harp on JJ more but I'm going to uh I think that's his fault he left huge plot threads and was kind of like here you go see ya without really having intent but I guess it's also on Rianne because he really wanted to tell Ray and Kylo's story and it feels like the rest just kind of got thrown to the back burner and was just like oh yeah we have to do something with these guys
0: yeah it's amazing that you have you got oscar isaac who is you fantastic know, yeah he's he's one of those guys who can do anything now Pro- probably
1: him and uh adam driver are probably the two most talented actors in the new
0: star wars trilogy yeah and of this current crop of of young hollywood guys they're amongst two of the best all-around actors period I easily think. hands down yeah and it's amazing that you have someone of that caliber and like you just can't do anything with him yeah but you don't give him something to do
1: yeah you make him a simple analogy for belief uh, it's it'll always be better than
0: apocalypse though i mean that's true that was bad again best actor possible let's just put him under makeup and everything you like about apocalypse let's not do that give him crap to work with and you're gonna get crap <laughs> But, I don't know, man, like, J.J. set up this movie that that Ryan didn't end up executing. He kind of went, I I, I assume, because, like, unless J.J.'s whole thing was just to give us a red herring. Yeah. And I, and I wonder that, because now Ryan's obviously set up where it should go. Do you mm-hmm. think he's going to deviate much from, from the setup, or? I don't know.
1: I think he could take what Ryan set up and do something interesting with it, but I don't know if he'll have the balls yeah the (laughs) cajones to do it to actually do something that's not safe and on brand and i feel like with jj abrams that's his thing is being on jj abrams brand where it's usually spectacle but safe doesn't take uh i wouldn't say artistic liberty but storytelling risks he'll play the safe game and that's what i'm worried about because i liked the risky
0: story that johnson told it's amazing, though, because there's also that backlash to Johnson taking those risks. Yeah, and my opinion on that is, what do you want?
1: Do you want Star Wars just again? you want the Empire Strikes Back once more with new characters? Or do you want something different? Because we got Star Wars again with The Force Awakens. If you like it, that's awesome. But it was essentially a new hope
0: with new characters. I well, can kind of say the criticism of The Last Jedi was kind of Empire. True, I mean, that's fair. I probably... I haven't really put much thought into that. Uh, It's the idea that just, like, hope is kind of crushed. Everyone is scrambled. The the, the great possibility has been crushed ultimately by the Empire, in this case, the First Order. Like, they're victorious, and our heroes are on the ropes. That's essentially what Empire did. It was the first time where a movie, the protagonists, lost.
1: Yeah, and I'm okay with that. I just personally felt the force awakens followed a lot of the same story beats and did a lot of the same storytelling that a new hope did whereas the last jedi may have taken the some of the meaning out of empire i don't think it was nearly as much to the same degree that force awakens was to a new hope i do not think that the last jedi was to empire
0: it, but you know, maybe that's a bit of an unfair criticism too, because like Empire has also just become an archetype for the middle movie in a trilogy, right? That is true. Like it's it's become the thing that like everyone wants to establish Empire before the final chapter.
1: Yeah, and it's something I guess a lot of filmmakers have to be aware of to not follow too close. But it is
0: such a fantastic middle chapter. Yeah, the best of them all, really.
1: Yeah, I don't know any second movies that I would even take over it. Yeah. Oh, The Godfather two
0: oh yeah yeah yeah. but i mean it wasn't you know it it wasn't meant to be a bridge empire clearly was a bridge yeah that's true geez yeah think about like the only one that i can think of that'd be even remotely comparable might be the second x-men but like the bridge the thing they bridged to is not (laughs) if we're talking
1: good second movies the winter soldier
0: Yeah. Fantastic second
1: movie, but not really a bridge movie. No, definitely not a bridge. Civil War was more of a bridge movie going from...
0: Well, really going from Avengers to... Ultron,
1: Age of Ultron, into Infinity War and setting kind of the overall Earth scene. So I guess the third is the bridge for the overarching story, but that's a whole different
0: thing. That's probably the reason why they always call that one Avengers 1.5, because it really was. 2.5. Well, I'm an idiot. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, interesting, because we, we had this chat before um, that you don't think Star Wars is sci-fi. No, it's which not. I, I it, think is...
1: it's just, Well, it's it, an interesting opinion. It's not a common one, and I can understand people who wrestle some people's jimmies. <laughs> but in my opinion, Star Wars is not sci-fi. It doesn't fit the definitions that I find common to sci-fi. I think it's a science fantasy story. It is... When you look at it, it fits so much more into a stereotypical fantasy story because, I mean, Lucas has come out and said it. it's the hero's journey. Luke's story is the, the prototypical fantasy story of the hero's journey. When you look at the content itself, the Force is space magic. Lightsabers are swords. Jedi are wizards. Essentially, it, it fits... Just on that type of thematic level, there's no real explanation for how the technology in the world works. Which you don't necessarily need, but a lot of the great sci-fi always feels grounded in reality. Like, this is the future, or this could be the future. I don't think Star Wars is the future. Well, they they explicitly say it, right? Exactly, and that's my third point. That at the start of the films, it does the classic fantasy thing. Long time ago, in a blank, far away, this case galaxy, fantasy stories of land, its Kingdom. realm, dimension, world, all of that, it just screams fantasy to me. Done up in a sciency faux science kind of way.
0: But there's droids and spaceship and hyperspace.
1: Yeah, that's not sci-fi, that's set dressing. <laughs> that somebody decided, oh, we don't want to make another story about magic and orcs and elves. We want to have droids and space wizards and
0: stuff like that so they dressed it up like that. So what do you think the differentiating point is with with science fiction then? Is it because fiction the science fiction is, is future oriented? Not necessarily future oriented. I'd be down with science fiction as
1: in the past, but I think it science fiction I think is at its base grounded in some level of reality okay. uh, and some level of believability that this could be the future. Uh, you don't need real scientific explanation necessarily for the stuff in the film, but a little bit of believability compared to just being like, it's the force, it works, it happens, it does stuff. That's the big one for me. It, just, it screams magic. There's nothing wrong with that. I love fantasy. I'm huge. Like, Lord of the Rings is my favorite thing in the world. So I love fantasy and I love sci fi. Blade Runner's fantastic. But I just don't think Star Wars is.
0: Uh, science fiction i don't think it fits in with everything else okay cool i'm not gonna say anything about arguing in semantics but i take your point <laughs> <laughs> i know with me one thing about with science fiction which i've i've come into terms is because i've been writing my own you mm-hmm. know this is the idea of just like futurism at least it feels like these days being nihilistic you know like star trek is the ultimate like ops that's 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 hopeful science fiction mm-hmm. and i don't know i wonder if we can go back to that because it feels like for the most part we're not like the science fiction being produced, at least contemporary in terms of movies, but even television short stories. I'm just literally just, it's been something that's been on my mind if I would throw yep. out there for this. Yep. But like it feels like it's all just wholly without hope.
1: I think it's just a reflection of how people feel, which it's mostly what art is, right? It's, oh, absolutely, yeah. it's a huge look into how the artist and the general kind of society is feeling at the time right now, things are pretty shitty and people feel pretty shitty. And I think that's why, especially in the past decade or so. And up till now, you see a lot of stuff that looks at, uh, the world falling apart, stuff being a dystopia in the future, things like that. Whereas when you look at when Star Trek was made, it was in the post-war boom. People were feeling great. The world was in, at least the Western world, felt it, everything was great. Even though there, there might have been stuff hanging over them, the general feel of society was, this is good. Everything can be good. The space race was happening. People were going to space. So Star Trek was kind of a, a positive outlook because everybody's like, "Woo, we're going to space. What,
0: what could happen next? Star Trek's what could happen next. Yeah, it's interesting when you look at the futurism of that period. Yeah, you know, like the Jetsons, and this is—it's a silly example. Right, I, uh, it's fairly accurate, I think, in many ways, because it—you it, know—predicted automation and and AI and stuff. But at the same time, like in, in many ways, we're in the like the inverse of that. Yeah, you because know, it was supposed to—all that stuff was supposed to not just make life easier and better, but it was also supposed to open things up to possibility. And it's just. That's not what it seems like the direction we're going.
1: No, but at, to a certain degree, you have to have a little bit of hope that people and the prevailing want to have good will win out. And you got to put a little effort into it, I think. I think if everybody puts that little effort into making the world a better place, it could actually be better.
0: And Star Wars at, at its core, I think much like Star Trek, is it kind of about that idea of hope. that It's that archetypal good versus evil and obviously the balance of it the first one was renamed a new hope yes i know i know yep i i was like trying to hint at that but not overtly i'll just hit i'll just bang it with a hammer okay thanks i'll just um a new hope i think we're done with star wars man (laughs) (laughs) but no it's it is interesting though that like it's coming out in a couple of months and like we've seen more a little more than a couple months like it's December. like it's, it's this year i mean we're yeah. it's 10 months away and we've seen more from the like the tv show that john favreau is doing like he's actually putting out images and oh that's uh the mandalorian right? yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah and it's uh it's the guy i believe it's the red viper from game of thrones yeah pascal um,
1: pedro pascal Pablo.
0: pedro pascal yeah
1: yeah i'm super excited for that
0: I'm just a big fan of that guy. I mean, yeah. like he's—he's he's obviously like you know, one of those characters from Game of Thrones that you gotta love. But I always love seeing like those guys. Yeah, get I, the
1: role. I think he could be a very interesting Mandalorian. Uh, from all the now not canon stuff about Mandalorians,
0: I know nothing of Mandalorians. So they—they
1: they always seemed like this awesome warrior race, while not not necessarily being the good guys. Kind of like um, like Spartans. Looked at like that, they weren't great people, but they're fantastic warriors. They had badass armor. They stuff like that. Like Boba Fett and Jango Fett are like the descendants of Mandalorians. Like Mm -hmm. that's their armor.
0: And he's supposed to be like a family member. Like he's, I think, I think like that's Boba's brother or something. That's
1: news to me. That'd be really cool.
0: Oh, just like I I remember the initial, not necessarily pitch, but like when they released like the first tweet and a picture, it it seemed to hint that he was like part of like the Fett family. That'd be dope. I'm, I'd be super down to
1: see that. Yeah, I'm. I'm down. I like John Favreau. I think he he does fun stuff with his films, and I I think a light hearted kind of Star Wars, light hearted action adventure kind of thing centered around a badass kind of character could be a lot of fun with a budget. Like they're
0: not holding back on this. Yeah, That's the the, the photo
1: it. I saw of the the Mandalorian was uh, looks awesome.
0: Yeah, and they're also making um, oh, a show based on what's his name from Rogue One. Which? What's his name? The ma- the guy, the main guy. Yeah, that guy, Cal. I don't know. Oh, if we don't know his name, we um, can't bring it up. Also, another really attractive Spanish man. Glad Disney's found. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, they found the demographic that works. Just give the main roles to charming Spanish men. Like, even I'm down for that. Hey, sure whatever flows your boat
1: <laughs> you had mentioned uh that you had just watched the tolkien trailer the semi biopic about jrr tolkien
0: yeah and i thought it was really interesting that they cut a trailer that focused on his ideas very much so as opposed to the man like when i initially saw it um i saw i went to go see that lead a battle angel movie which okay. by the way my god okay so I'm um, yes no bad good. Visually, it was great. Like, it's Robert Rodriguez. He knows how to shoot a movie. He knows how to hire a good cinematographer. Um, But just, it's the dialogue, actually. It was a little, not a little. It was very hokey, very over the top. I've been told with Magna translations, though, like, it tends to be that way. Yeah, I could kind of see that. Yeah, it's just like, you know, she's like, you know, the, the battle angel girl is, like, fighting, like, you know, a big robotic thug. And he's like you know waxing poetic about how they have to meet their destiny together and it's just like okay sounds shut like,
1: up it sounds like manga
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and you know, there 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 has to be that a conscious effort when you're making a film to say hey we're going to not have that in there we can do the aesthetic and all but like but it, it might not feel up that dialogue it might not
1: feel the same to people that have watched man, or not watched manga read manga or watched anime cuz that's kind of the
0: the thing melodrama. Yeah, I mean, but as a film, the melodrama just comes off as being a huge turnoff. And I mean, like, oh, fair. I, I, if anything, I respect the fact that if it's a thing where they're trying to respect the original audience, that's cool. I don't think there's enough of that. But mm, for the most part, it's not the original audience who's going to be watching that movie. That's probably true. Yeah. But anyways, so like in the previews for that, they showed the the ad for Tolkien, and like it was cut like a Lord of the Rings trailer, kind of. Even yeah. used the word fellowship, like yep. front and center, and it was it didn't feel like a biopic. Like I first, like I was with a buddy, we we both saw it and thought, ooh, okay, what are they doing here? And then it put the name out, and we both had to like Google it on our phones after the movie. It's like, oh, it's a biopic. Yep, they're just playing up the fantasy. I I when I first saw the trailer, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. But
1: I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fanboy. Like I I will not broker any bad opinion about lord of the rings yeah, of course there's nothing bad to be said those movies were great and the great. books are fantastic but i think the reason it's portrayed in such a way is because so much of what tolkien wrote and put into the lord of the rings especially because he wasn't i don't want to say prolific because he did write a decent amount but it was all about middle earth everything he wrote was about the overarching story of middle earth And a lot of what went into the Lord of the Rings was actually based on his own personal experience fighting in World War I.
0: Hmm. I I had no idea about that.
1: Yeah, so a lot of the themes of fellowship, friendship, uh, things like that were directly pulled from his experience on the battlefield. And his experience dealing with trauma through the support of his friends
0: now i'm having like images of like the torn down trees and stuff being no man's land and Uh, wow suddenly suddenly the allegory is smacking me in my face yeah (laughs) yeah
1: that's like that's exactly what it is uh so much of what he put into the to his work was directly related to his own life so i think that's why they're being a, a little not fantastical but a little more focused on the experience and not necessarily his life a to b because middle earth was such a huge portion of who he was as a person that you can't really tell his story without drawing the comparison which means i'm down to see it i can't wait
0: yeah and they've got what's his name nicholas uh nicholas holt nicholas holt beast yep beast is playing the role yeah yeah, good, good
1: actor yeah I'm down he look he looks enough like Tolkien. I was actually having this conversation uh earlier we saw I was watching a uh, Kingsman the Golden Circle
0: mm
1: nope that's actually not where I saw the trailer that has that seeing that is irrelevant to this story <laughs> not 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 super irrelevant. I'll come back around to it watching trailers on YouTube saw the trailer for the Elton John biopic. Yes, yeah, yeah. With um, the guy, Taron Egerton, Egerton. the guy from Kingsman, the Golden Circle, Mm -hmm. and spoiler, Elm John's in that as well.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Great, great cameo. Yeah,
1: I was having this conversation about how, in biopics, I'm not concerned about how much the actor looks like the person, as long as it's similar enough that it's not like he doesn't look at all like that person that you it's that you can as long as he looks similar enough that you can suspend your disbelief I'm down with it as long as they're a good actor and I think Taryn Egerton's a good actor I think he'll be an interesting Elton John similar concept or similar thoughts
0: on Nicholas Holt being J.R.R. Tolkien Hmm. yeah no that movie the Rocketman movie looks incredible and like I'm not one of those people who likes music biography films because like I, I just think like it always puts a unnecessarily positive spin on it. like you know bohemian rhapsody just yesterday in fact rami malek won the oscar for best actor yeah first of fred Mercury, and i'll never knock because he did an incredible job with it but the movie itself the way it, like it made queen look like these wonderful sweet guys who could do no wrong and never had any real conflict while making albums which if you ever m- recorded music with someone you know that it's full of conflict that's actually the process.
1: Yeah, I have not gotten to seeing it and I probably won't end up getting around to see it because I was really excited for it when Sasha Baron Cohen was cast as Freddie Mercury originally.
0: See that I'm okay with not happening.
1: But he wasn't cut out of well he was sort of cut out of the production because he wanted to look at Freddie Mercury's life as a whole. Mm-hmm, yes. And from what I understood, uh Bohemian Rhapsody didn't really it wasn't fully the story of freddie mercury who while all of them are fantastic musicians freddie was the driving force behind what queen was and what it meant to people
0: you you can tell the band produced the film because their their portrayal in it is very in very a good positive light. Yes, yeah very much so. so
1: i was actually quite excited to see what he could do with examining freddie's life not just from the musical side but from the cultural side because queen was a huge had a huge impact on gay rights and aids activism and they did
0: uh, from what i understand it wasn't talked about really no no in fact like they reinforced a lot of the fact that um freddie didn't want to be a martyr to the cause and you know a lot of it's abridged of and like you know they do the whole thing where like in one day he forgets his boyfriend reconciles with his family and plays live aid and that's not how it worked all those things were separate and, and very long and a very big
1: deal yeah for yeah, him, yeah i imagine for him so that's kind of why i didn't end up wanting to see it because i was like i really wanted to see that deep dive into who freddie mercury was and what he meant to so many people and when they changed when it got changed up i was like
0: i'm out i will say that for a performance piece it's it's worth watching for his performance because you know, I, I always say like the sign of a great actor is when you can watch something and you forget who the actor is yeah like that's always like been my thing with with leonardo dicaprio for example where like i'll never say he's a bad actor but like i'll always see leonardo dicaprio when he's playing a role because there's always that element of swagger and confidence and stuff and he's rarely ever burnt that away whereas like someone like daniel Day lewis it's like his mannerisms his his hunch his body language his voice his cadence everything changes right he is who he is portraying exactly and Rami Malek like you don't see Rami Malek the first time you see him it takes some adjustment because it's like okay the the teeth look very very fake yeah but as the movie progresses it's just like yeah he's Freddy man and you know for all my problems with it story wise and the way that they you know they overlooked the really what could have made for a really interesting film his performance like it almost just makes it say, "All right, who cares?" Like it's 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 actually that good, like performance wise. Movie itself, you know, positive fluff. But to go back to what we originally talked about with Rocket Man, it seems like there's weirdly like enough fantastical stuff to it. You know, like in the in the in the trailer they cut it with like him floating and stuff. Yeah, and like I like the fact that it's embracing. That sort of the insanity that yeah, is the Elton John, of it, and I, I
1: think that's really, really cool. Yeah, I think especially for somebody who's such a bigger-than-life character, like there aren't many people like Elton John out there. Mm-hmm. You could say there's probably nobody like Elton John out there. I think it it looks good because they are leaning heavily into the fantastical element of him. The fact that he Changed his name, the fact that he is flamboyant and big and showboaty and just like everything is a production. I think that will make it a very entertaining film.
0: Yeah, larger than life. I remember this is years ago, maybe like 2001, 2002. He came out with an album, and every music video for the album was someone else, like an actor playing him, like back in the day. So one of the videos was actually Robert Downey Jr oh really playing elton john one of them was justin timberlake playing elton john and just miming the song i think the justin timberlake one was this train don't stop here anymore but one of them was robert downey Jr. i can't remember what song but like i remember the video and it's just like yeah it's the idea that he himself is his character you know yeah and like they're like he's an archetype unto himself you know the, the loud almost like like liberace but like could actually write a fucking tune. <laughs> like a good tune, you know? <laughs> and yeah, like I like the idea that they're embracing almost like the fact that this guy's a character, man. Let's show that that character. Yeah, so I'm, I'm
1: very excited um, to see that. Also cool that he's still alive and he gets to come out, you know? Like if anyone deserves that, to see that. Oh, yeah, yeah. For the amount of stuff that he's done and everything like that, to see so many people's effort go into creating this film to memorialize him almost even though he's not dead is awesome yeah
0: the only other guy who i'd say would deserve something like that's mccartney like those, oh yeah those two like i wouldn't even say mick like i like mick but like the stones to me are more fascinating than mick yeah the collection yeah but like mccartney yeah elton john they are some for people that had
1: such an enormous impact on culture not just music but mm. modern culture
0: and to still be fucking mad for it like they're they're yeah. out there performing like i you know, i've told you this far i saw mccartney in the fall and it, he played three hours and it was one of the best shows i've seen like,
1: yeah i that would i would not be surprised if that's something that's
0: been talked about or in the works yeah and elton john he's the same like yeah he's on his farewell tour now but those shows from what i've read have been astonishing shows it'd be it's one of those things that uh it's cool to see when's that when's that even coming out may i
1: think nice think, like, mid-May is, if I'm remembering the trailer correctly. It's going to be a
0: good summer for film. Good times ahead. Avengers. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's the big one, which we could wax poetic about forever. Oh, yeah. But I think for another time. Yeah, I'm down. All right, cool. Well, this has been a lot of fun. We will do it again sooner rather than later. I yeah. guarantee it won't be a year this time. No, I'll make sure it's not a year. <laughs> well, excellent. Till next time, don't be dicks. Peace. All right.